When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh. Well, hey, can I? I know, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. Okay. For a very important reason. Do you trust me? Absolutely. Here's here's the thing. We have a show email. And it works. Oh my lord. Woo-hoo. That's great. We have gotten answers to our question already that you're about to share with us <gasps> on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn via our group email. Yay! Mike, are you receiving them too? I am, yes. 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 It was like great. It only took three months, but we now have a functioning <laughs> group email yeah. for our show. So please send us your thoughts, only the good ones, on our website that at mytalk1071.com. They are also updating the app if you've been having any email problems with that. Dawn. Yeah. Continue. Okay. So the topic right now is bad concerts. So fans were criticizing Drake over reportedly a short Lollapalooza set and canceled live feed. So there was Lollapalooza Argentina just happened. Drake was the headliner. And uh, people were not happy with him because people that signed up for the live stream two minutes before he was supposed to go on, which, by the way, they waited 30 minutes for the audience, waited 30 minutes, the broadcast, it cut out. So you don't get your live broadcast. And not only that, once he got on stage, he performed between 40 to 45 minutes. Got it. Now, I thought... Okay, well, that's not too bad, but people are saying that headliners now at these festivals usually play for an, you know, at least an hour, if not an hour and a half. So people felt like they got cheated out of not only was he late, but it's like, dude, you need to do more, yeah. you know, as the headliner here. And so people thought it was a bad concert, um, and especially the people who wanted to watch the live stream, like you can't. I don't know what the problem was with that technical difficulties that obviously isn't on Drake because yeah. he's not out there switching on. OK, pressing live on this feed. It's not him. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just thought it would be fun to have people tell us what their worst concert experience was. Worst concert. And we have somebody waiting. We do. We certainly do. Okay. Susan's on the line. Hello. Hello, Susan. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Good. I'm great. So what was your worst concert experience? I'm really sad to say this because I was so excited to see her. When I lived down in Texas, Diana Ross came to perform. And the whole concert was her changing her clothes. 
She'd sing half a song, no. change your clothes, oh, half God. a song, change your clothes. Oh, no. And I realized you can hurry, love, because we never heard a whole song. <laughs> she used her time waiting on hold to come up with a fun joke. Oh, that's too bad. So overall, how long did she perform? It like Half of it was changing outfits. Yeah, I would say we got her for about an hour and 15 minutes, and it was changing clothes. It was just so disappointing because she's such an icon. Yeah. Well, you know, a girl's got to look good, but, oh, boy, yeah. Well, thank you so much for the call. Thanks, Susan. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And do we have anybody else? Or Okay, you can call us still, 651-641-1071. To our perfectly functioning email. Ew, I just got a one, too. Brian said, the worst concert I haven't or I've been to weren't because of the artists. They were bad because of the environment. Stadio shows are the worst. Stadium shows, excuse me, are the worst because they have a, because having a seating. Oh, my God. Why is it so hard for me to read words? <laughs> Stadium shows are the worst because having a seat makes no sense at all for a concert. Plus, stadium shows always sound like crap. So he's got some feelings. Okay. He's got some feelings. I like to sit because I'm old. I do, too. But then you do that whole, like, or it, it's like Catholic mass. Yeah. Sitting, standing, kneeling. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, and I got to remember because like once somebody gets up, we're all getting up. Yeah. And you're like, but I was comfy sitting down, but I don't want to stare at everyone's butt crack. True. True. Right. I am a little bit tired, though, of going to which it's no fault of the venue. It is what it is. But places like the armory where it's a concrete floor and you're behind a bunch of people like you got there early to be in front and a yeah. bunch of tall people shoved their way in front of you. Mm-hmm. I told some, I schooled somebody. I said, you're, you're too tall. I go, we were here first. Get behind us. Oh I God. did. Is that and how they that went, works? what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you and to what did move they do? behind us. Did they move behind you? Yeah, oh, they wow. did. I'm like, these kids, because I had uh, the kids, MC's kids with us. Yeah. They were like standing just behind these guys oh. that were like 6'5". And they were douchey and I, they needed to be told. I had to get in front of <laughs> or in between a friend of mine and uh, a young woman mm-hmm. once at a concert because, again, it was that issue of people trying to make their way to the front mm-hmm. and they were getting real, like it was getting real tense. And I was like, all right, you guys. And I fully acknowledge that I am, this is ridiculous for me to be upset about it. It's a concert, but people just aren't very respectful and I needed yeah. them to see. That's why I don't go to a lot of concerts. Um, do we have another caller? Yes we, yes, we do. We got Sierra on the line. Hi, Sierra. Hello. Hi, what was your concert nightmare? Okay, so this is going to really age me. That's okay. So I was like probably 12 or 13 or 14 and finally saved up enough money to go to my my first concert by myself. And I, for some reason, chose Vanilla Ice. But anyway. Oh, fun. You were 13 at Vanilla Ice by yourself? Well, except he was an hour and a half late. Oh, no! Oh, dude. And then he got on stage. He sang one song, started another one, then said, um, F this BS, only didn't use the letters. Thanks for using the letters, honey. ran off stage and... That was it. Oh wow. my lord! Yeah, that would be the that would <laughs> that would be up there as the worst concert ever for sure. Yeah. I I hate him to this day. Oh man, that's really bad. Well, thank you for your call, Sierra. Have may a good your, day. May your concert experiences be better and merry and bright. Brenda emailed us. My worst concert 
was Pink the last time she came through. Pink was amazing, but the person next to me lapping beer off the floor on the Excel is an image oh. I shall never forget. No. Uh, courtesy Brenda. Thank you, Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's nasty. Uh, it's, you know, when, in them being a radio DJ, we hosted a lot of concerts, and the worst one for sure was 50 Cent. Oh, no. Like, for an hour and a half, there were like nine groups before him. And then once he arrived on stage, it was a seven-minute concert. And I'm not kidding you. He Why did were there nine people song. before him? Um, well, he, you know, there were nine other acts before mm. him. So he just had entourages, lots of entourage. People waited. It was two hours later. Like, it wow. was like 2 a.m. before he went on. And it was for seven minutes. Wow. So no. not impressed. Not so Any much. Mo- we do have one more call. Okay. Yeah, Stacy. Like What's going on, Stacy? What was your worst concert? Okay, like Sierra said, this is going to age me, unfortunately. I went to Great White, had backstage passes because I was a friend of a DJ. Oh, my God, I love you. But the Great White, their first two most popular iconic songs, they forgot the lyrics to. No, no. They start singing, and then they stop, and he looks at the whole audience like, um. You fill in the blank. Yeah. And yeah, and he put the mic out to us, and then it was at a fairground, so everyone was in. It was more than mud; it was like muck. Oh, Ew. gross! <laughs> like cattle poop. Now, how much hairspray yeah. did you use before you went? That's my real question. Uh, Aquanet works quite well. The white can. That's right. Yeah. The white can. That's right. Or, you know, pink. I mean, let's we'll talk about that. rave number three. That's, oh, that's some real hold, man. That's some good stuff. Well, thank you for your thank call. Thank you, and honey. do not shame me for going to Great White. You saw my reaction, right? Yeah. When she said that. Yeah. I was thinking in my head the worst concert I went to. This was only a few years ago. This yeah. was Jack Russell's Great White. So that uh, version of it. Oh. And same exact thing. Like the, wow. the biggest songs they didn't oh, know the no. lyrics to. They kind of. How it, hard is that It's to do? so remarkable that she you said that. That's why, that's why I reacted the way yeah, I did. Yeah, you were just super into Great no, White because it's a hair band. Yeah. No, that was my uh, worst concert it's experience as job. well. Learn oh my goodness! Yeah, well, sometimes they get out of breath and they can't do it because it's a lot of people that I don't care. Like they're only studio. <laughs> you, that's singers. all you gotta do. They're like studio singers, and then yeah. when they have to move around, yeah, they're no. like, <sighs> then don't go they on smoke tour. too much marijuana backstage. Yeah, no thanks. Hey, when we come back, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is getting sued. I can't believe She's that. She's going to be on the stand in a $3 million plus civil lawsuit. Mm. We'll tell you why and determine who's at fault because we're judges of this <laughs> particular drama when we return right here on My Talk. Well, hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard, BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony. They've been there for over four decades, keeping people's cars in tip-top shape. Now, I just got a warning light yesterday. You know what that warning light was? Well, thankfully, it was only maintenance due soon or some such warning that's basically telling me, hey, you're regular or you're due for your regular scheduled maintenance checkup, which means I just head over to blbdautoworks.com, make my appointment online, super easy. I mean, you can pick up the phone and call them if old school works for you. Then you'll get a reminder, and then you'll be bop over right over to St. Anthony, super close to the station here. Drop off my vehicle. I know I'll get a notice later in the day. Pick up my car. It'll be like brand spanking new. Also, they're going to wash it inside and out. Oh, I love getting my car back from the folks at Boulevard. Not because, not only because I know it's going to be in tip-top shape, but it's going to look beautiful, too. BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. Flash free. 
It's the adventures of Bradley and Don. We need to go big. We need an adventure. The adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071. Uh, we do all kinds of entertainment. We entertain ourselves. We entertain you. We talk about celebrities, movies, what have you, you see. So, Bradley, I am so sorry, but I have not. Um, I logged out of my computer on accident. Oh. We're in a different studio, so please tell me what we're... Gwyneth Paltrow, it's that's Gwyneth what we're talking Paltrow, about. Paltrow, remember? <laughs> Gooper Scoopers. Let's get them together. Okay. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are gonna find you stuff that's dumb on Gooper Scoopa, Gooper Scoopa. That's just what they do. Gooper Scoopa, Gooper Scoopa. Cause there's always stupid stuff on Goop. Okay, uh, Holly brought this up during the dirt alert in the last hour, but should you have missed it, it turns out Gwyneth Paltrow is standing trial this week in Utah following a skiing accident stemming uh, from an occurrence in the year 2019. Oh, my goodness. So there was a skiing lawsuit brought by this guy who was like, Gwyneth Paltrow crashed into me on the slopes in Utah, in Park City, and I want lots of money. Gwyneth is like, girl, I didn't hit you. In fact, you hit me. Oh, no. And I want money from you. And uh, she actually just wants a dollar. She doesn't want $3 million. So they are supposed to be in the third district court in Park City. she wants a dollar? She's suing him back for a dollar. For one dollar. Okay. Because she's trying to make a point. She doesn't need your cheap money, (laughs) sir. She wants justice. Yes. So it's a civil lawsuit, and here's here's what the guy says. So if you missed the story, um, this guy says back in 2019, he claims, and this is no small thing, he sustained a brain injury in addition to multiple broken bones after Gwyneth crashed into him at the Deer Valley Resort Slopes in 2016 i say 2019 2016 i think the lawsuit was filed in 2019 the suit states that he suffered quote pain suffering loss of enjoyment of life emotional distress and disfigurement okay now his attorney who is uh representing the guy is uh, the guy by the way is a retired optometrist Mm -hmm. said that gwyneth was skiing out of control and accepted no responsibility after she slammed into him, and then she left the scene. So basically, Gwyneth Paltrow hit and run! All right. Now, they also list not just uh, Gwyneth, but a ski instructor by the name of Eric Christensen, who was basically like, bye! Like, this is the story, right? Like, that she slammed into this guy, and so the two of them were like, nope, and that he immediately filed something implying that, all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. They're uh, lying. That this guy was actually the perpetrator, not the victim. Uh-huh. And that's where the countersuit comes from, meaning Gwyneth is saying, no, actually, this guy slammed into me and is just looking for money. All right. So that's where we are. Game, set, match. I, before we get to what we think, I mean, who knows? But what I will say is two things. One, I just love the idea of you're on like a ski slope mm-hmm. and you're just like be bopping around. First of all, I would never go downhill skiing because I just think it's a death trap. It's the same reason I'm not going skydiving or bungee jumping mm-hmm. or getting in a helicopter you're not if adventurous. I don't get to. Yeah, I like adventure in my own way, okay. but I'm not getting in it. I'm not adventuring. You don't pay for danger is on hill. Toro I'm not going to pay for death. No, thank you. <laughs> Alexis's husband. I don't I will pay go on for a cruise danger. ship. I yeah. will snorkel with sharks. I am not jumping out of a plane. All right. I know you are and you're an amazing person, but I'm, I, I can't do that. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah. I just love the idea that you're standing there and all of a sudden you hear behind you. And it's Gwyneth Paltrow, and she slams into you. And then she gets up, dusts herself off. This is how. And then toodles along uh, off her way. So that's what the guy alleges happened. Okay. I have questions. I'm going to be her attorney right now. I'm going to cross-examine. Okay. Okay, so, uh, sir, so you're saying you were disfigured, you broke four bones, you have emotional distress. Okay, so, uh, Gwyneth, what happened to you in that enormous crash you weigh how much 105 pounds okay so were you disfigured did you break a bone weird you didn't that's odd because he's so injured but you slammed into him so hard that all this happened and you're not injured yeah well she's moving at a fast rate of speed maybe she whacked him with her skis how do you even get up from that if you slammed into someone so hard on the bunny slope yeah you get up and ski away that fast why isn't her leg all mangled so you're saying essentially Gwyneth Paltrow didn't do this. He's just making it all up. Judge, I would like to submit a tape of um, the camera from the top of the slope where people are descending. We'll see who descends first. Well, she does say through her attorneys that she suffered a, quote, full body blow from him, which led her to be shaken and not stirred, forcing her family to quit skiing for the day. Oh, my gosh. But she's not going to the hospital. Because yeah, he say, ran into her. Yeah. So and he's you, like, oh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Because in a normal environment well, of skiing, people run into each other. It happens. I don't know what happened. And certainly, if you're her attorney, I imagine they're going to follow some sort of argument like that. Yeah. I wasn't there. I don't know. Here's what I do know. I can be, I, I would not be a good lawyer, perhaps, in an actual criminal case or <laughs> civil she lawsuit. Get Kim Kardashian to do it. Uh, don't do that. But, Gwyneth. From a publicity standpoint, why didn't you settle with this guy? Because she wasn't wrong, and she has to prove that she wasn't wrong. Or she wants the publicity of winning a no-frills lawsuit. (laughs) Because otherwise, why would you force yourself to get on the stand? Because guess what I would do is ask her a bunch of uncomfortable questions about Coop. Okay, we got to go. When we come back here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, somebody pooped in the aisle at a Broadway show. Thing Entertainment. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. We are Alight.org. Alight is a Twin Cities-based organization, one spread around the globe, 
helping those displaced by war, conflict, famine, increasingly climate change, and so much more. Who forced uh, or who have been forced rather to leave everything behind because of those things. And when that happens, you hope that there are people there to help. I mean, frankly, you know, it's easy to think like, oh, this that's never going to happen to me or I don't have to worry about something like that happening. I would just say, like, look around. The world is a place where we are ever more interconnected. And I would hope that should tragedy befall any of us, that there would be people there to offer a helping hand. A Light is just such an organization offering helping hands 365 days a year. They're only able to do that work because of your support. Head to wearealight.org today. And thank you. Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Now, what we're about to tell you might disturb some. Okay, but page six, according to page six, Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, all they oh, wanted politics. to do. We don't talk about I know, politics. I know. It doesn't matter. Fill in it's the blank with some person of interest that's in the public eye. Don't worry, there's a payoff. If you don't like these people, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Guess and what? you might actually delight in this story if you don't like them. They were seeing at the Schubert Theater on Broadway, Some Like It Hot. Apparently okay? somebody did. There's a line in here that I will not read that is pretty funny about that, but we will move on and let you, you fill in the blanks. Some like, like it steaming hot. Yes! Okay, because that's what it says. Doo-doo. Yes! Oh, hold on! Oh, sorry. So, page six says that a serial pooper has been stalking the halls of the legendary Schubert Theater. Oh, my God. It's like... (laughs) And the last time they struck, it appeared to be in the aisle next to Hillary and Chelsea Clinton during Some Like It Hot. That's nasty. It's like Phantom of the Poop, bro. <laughs> this is really paints a picture. I'm stalking the theater, just like, you know, like... The, it, as it is, I'm pretty sure that they refer to Phantom of the Opera also in this story. Um, so a source close to the uh, incident insists that it was just a regrettable one-off moment. But another source says that the theater staff said that the poop... Almost hit the fan at other performances as well. As well, not like an actual fan. No, <laughs> that this has happened at other performances. Oh god! So this is actually the fourth time that it's happened. I just love the idea of a serial pooper on Broadway. Are you kidding? Now this is in the aisle. This yes! is not in your row. And I have so many questions. Did you not see somebody pop a squat in the aisle? I know. Okay. Now, they do want to let you know that Hillary and Chelsea were in the audience. It happened right next to them. When the lights came up for intermission, there were two human poops in the aisle. Oh, my God. Who saw the poops? (laughs) Everyone. Were they like, (gasps) Like people fainted? So, if you're getting out to go to the restroom, please don't step. Watch where you step. Now, the house crew dealt with it appropriately and quickly, and Hillary and Chelsea remained in the theater for the second act. Oh, like, so they came oh, back, no- you guys. It's so noble of them. I mean, well, I think that they had a conversation. <laughs> Hillary and Chelsea saying? literally had to talk to each other in intermission <laughs> with their security guards wow. and go, okay, we have to go back in, even though it stinks in there. Mom, and it's super gross because if we don't go back in, we're snobs. Mom, there's a poo. <laughs> also, can we just... No, we need to back up. Before we get to Hillary and Chelsea and they're they're talking behind the scenes... Please back it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Literally well, somebody did. Back it up to the moment mm-hmm. that somebody walked down the aisle. Uh, 
you've been to a number of shows. Of course, I've been Mike, to shows. Yes. You've been to a number of shows. Well, when you're on stage, you're not paying attention to the people. You the, sure are. Are you? If they are distracting, you see what well, they're doing. Well, but you, you might see not see the phones. lights. I, I'm just saying, like, if you're in the audience. That's why actors will go, the I'm sorry. Can you not do that anymore from stage sometimes? Okay. But you're in the you're in the audience. You're sitting down. You see somebody in your peripheral vision walking down the aisle. You instantly do the thing, and I do this all the time where I'm like, oh, go sit down. Because it's just distracting, right? Yeah. I'm easily distracted. Me too. I, I have know to you just find focus, this focus. very hard to believe because we're on like the 86th <laughs> tangent of the day. But and I do mean but. Mm-hmm. It's a big but. Yeah. You would see that, and not only would you see the person, they then have to squat. Yeah. So you would see that. And then at what point... Do, do, okay, so let's assume you don't see any of it. Or... Here's the other thing. Hold on. Put put a moment, Put a pin in your or. Yeah. Because I want you to... I no, want I, you be, to get I hear you. I'm listening. Because even if you miss all of that, because the show was so amazing, Dawn was on stage delivering her key number of mm-hmm. the night. And playing the Maryland role. Yeah. Some like it hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the song is because I haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> Love in the movie, great movie. Do you know that Jamie Lee Curtis's dad was Tony Curtis anyway? Yeah, Vivian Lee, mm-hmm. Nepo, Nepo baby. baby. Somebody pooping in the aisle. Not even if you didn't see it, you would smell it. Have you ever smelled a poo? No. Like from a mile away, you can smell that thing. Like when your dog doo-doos, you can smell it. Mm -hmm. You get it in your shoe, you smell it. How did people like sit through that? They're not going to stop the show. No, but like in the audience, wouldn't you be screaming like, oh my God, somebody's pooping. Well, the moment when it happens, I imagined a squatting position. Okay. Or let's just say. Unless it's the Tim Horton lady. Do you remember her? Mm -hmm. She sat against a wall did a duty, mm-hmm. grabbed it, and threw it at the workers behind the counter. Do you remember that story? I'm I'm sorry. Is she a baboon? <laughs> because that's what baboons do. Yeah. They throw their poop at you. So, But she didn't even squat. She just, like, sat. Well, here's the thing. You Let's just say something happened, and it fell out. <laughs> let's just say. Oh, like an accident? You shake a like leg. It, <laughs> yeah. So it was like a preview. Like, uh-oh. It was like <laughs> she did in it. there. I don't like it. And then it's just <laughs> it was leftovers. I don't know. Or I like mean, an emergency because experience. if someone's squatting, you would as I would like. Okay, so her seats are good. First of all, the woman oh. has great seats. Yeah, go on. Okay, so the the Clintons have great seats. Yeah. Okay, so it's gonna be near the front. The actors see it. So I don't think there was any squatting involved because people would be like, did she drop her purse? What's going on? Other people in the theater would want to help someone, right, if they're just squatting. So I think it was a shake a leg situation. Well, Amy, to that end, said uh, maybe the pooper is pooping elsewhere and bringing it in and dropping it off in various places. Yeah, that is absolutely an idea as well. Thank you, Amy, for that. Um, But either way, somebody needs to get to the bottom of this mystery. (laughs) We need to do a little digging and get right to the nugget of this story. Yeah. Um, well, there is somebody. It's, there's so many different sources. It's hard to believe. Some person said it was an unfortunate situation and it involved an elderly person, which well, makes me go. But oh, again, I feel if, bad. But if, if that if that happened, then like that's just a really unfortunate thing. And you know, sometimes people have body functions in places, and you know, whatever you deal with it. 
It's an accident. But you just you made it sound like this is somebody stalking the Schubert. I read what page six said. Yeah. I believe the people that are saying, I don't think the Schubert Theater wants it going around that they have a serial pooper. Well, it's kind of like it could be an usher who got fired. Disgruntled. Yeah. Or died an untimely death and is ghost pooping. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe not ghost pooping, but like maybe Phantom of the Opera style is living underneath the Schubert. Oh, no. Well, how did the poop get up there? He just threw it up through the orchestra pit. Well, because you know he's got got like a trap door. (laughs) Uh, A trap doo-doo door to like, or, you know, has like somebody unwittingly uh, traips the poop in. I, but it, I, I mean, it just said two human poops were there. So, it was so like I'm feeling like it's. I feel like served? it was like yeah, perfectly served. There or wasn't like, any no, like they cleaned it up. That's what I understand. So it wasn't like it a was schmear. an easy cleanup, right? Because you know, like you might have caught we it on your shoe. We can't talk about that. What? Well, we can't get too detailed. No, about I don't. The no, I, no. Ew, ew. Why would you ever say that? <laughs> well, you said it first. You. Little stinker. Dad, help. You're you're the one who brought the story. He's being gross. She brought the story about the dude. I did, and I'm only recounting what page six says. Now, (laughs) would you stay in the theater? Would you stay? Why is this even a question? You are Hillary and and, and Chelsea. And you, if you leave, you're going to look Here's like bad sports. Here's what I do. Sports. I stand up in the middle of the intermission and go, Hi, there's a turd. Please pick it up. Get a mop. I'm sorry. Get that green. Turds. Two turds. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you. There's turds. There's two turds. Yeah, human And a turds. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> two turd tables. I mean, can you uh, just. What would you do? I would ask if I could move. If there's an open seat, but it's Broadway. No, I'd be like, I paid for these season tickets. They, I did not pay for the doo-doo tickets. Well, I'm sure that if you complain to the theater, they would refund your ticket. Honestly. They better they, refund they it anyway. They would be like, we're so sorry, because that's a toxic substance. Well, yeah, and it could be a bio... the aisle. <laughs> What's going on with you over there, honey? It's a, also a biohazard. On you. <laughs> yeah, it's a biohazard. Like, get... And the poor ushers that had to... What did they... Did they oh, uh, Well, if I were an usher, first of all, are they union? Everybody oh, in that building yeah. is union. Yeah. Guess what's not happening? Me None of those union workers are boo-boos. sweeping up poop. Like that is, I'm sure. Well, the only they person, did, well, the person that would do the doo doo would probably be what, like the sanitation crew. They got like a cleaning crew. I'm sure they have a cleaning crew. It's probably they. Said so they'd the have ushers. to call up Barb. The ushers. I don't think they're going to make. Do an you usher think that they that. evaluated the situation and then got the appropriate? Yes, because things. wouldn't you? If did you, you were get a, a napkin, union usher, or did you get a uh, like a a broom and whatever that's called? I, I don't I'd sleep say, a I lot. Ain't touching that. <laughs> nice try. It is not in my contract <laughs> to pick up. But you human have waste. to because your priority. First of all, you're probably trying to be an actor at that point. If you're an usher in, a theater. I love the story that you're telling. So you want to please the theater. You're like, I I will do it. I'll take care of it. It's, they're all in it together. And those I think that's the moment actors. in my career where I literally do what we talked about last week. I don't know if you were here. The, day, the Pull the ripcord, the inflatable slide. Oh, peace no, out, I wasn't. Slide down and like, bye. Remember the guy who had enough on an airline? He oh, was a my God, attendant. that's right. And he's like, bye. That's what I would do. I'd be like, they'd be like, Brad, I know. Look, 
look, but Hillary Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, we can't have a turd in the aisle. <laughs> I'm going to need you to, you know, there's a napkin. Napkin. And that's when I would say, this has been real. I love you guys. And you go, theater you know what? I would love for you. Mine. Yes, there's that napkin. <laughs> yeah, this is not but my theater gonna dream. you're going to need to get uh, Patty Lapone down here to pick up that turd because I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And I'd roller skate my way out of there. Oh, my gosh. Uh-uh. Oh. Nope. All right. Well, I mean, if you're if you're a team player, you're going to pick it up. Would you you'd pick it up? If nobody else would, I would get a dustpan and a long broom, not a little dust broom. Okay, and I would remove it, and I'd be like, "Oh, I can't stand it." You're, uh, you're uh, a better uh, person than I am. I, when I worked at Gordman's, I had to clean up a mess in the Gordman's? women's restroom. Gordman's, yeah. Oh, like a department store. Yeah, it's like you, you had know, to clean up what? I'm, I had to clean up a bathroom situation that was oh. absolutely like a bomb went off. Can I tell you? And I, I don't want to give didn't details. Didn't want to do it. But I had a friend who had the same experience as you did. Mm-hmm. And I said to her at the time, I would have quit my job. I did not like the experience. I'm sure. The manager was a man. It has haunted me. It's it was like I'm concerned. We need to find that person and get them to a hospital. Okay. She said that is what it was. I think there was a crisis. Yes, this was a crisis for sure. This was not two turds in an aisle. Okay. Well, look at the oh time. Oh my God, we have to go. I'm sorry. That was the most bizarre <laughs> yet satisfying conversation. Absolutely. When we return, we have to talk about something very special. Don McLean. Oh. And something special <laughs> that she's doing <laughs> what a later today. <laughs> and we'll tell the you what she's I've up to. I've had to do before, child. When we return right here on my time. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's an appropriate song. Any t- <laughs> I made a mess, made a mess. Well, you're about to make a mess, oh, but in a no. in a wonderful way. Oh. You're going to be sharing your life with the audience over at Twin Cities Live later today. Yeah, I'm I think it's at 3:45. Okay, so 3:45 uh, we're going to all tune in to see Dawn as a guest on Twin Cities Live I'm, today with special guest host Steve Patterson. Steve Patterson will be on Elizabeth. And I wonder be, how he'll be on TV. I don't think he's done much TV work. <laughs> I don't think he's very Why are good. you going to be on Twin Cities Live, girl? Well, the first part is going to be talking about it's uh it's a segment beyond the scale. And Livia oh, is having sure. me on to talk about my weight loss experience. Yeah, your partnership. That's great. What um in have you I think you've shared your story before. Yeah, definitely. So this will be awesome Here's if people story. missed it. I moved to Minnesota and I tried every craft beer. Mm. The end. That'll no. Do it. Uh no, I moved to Minnesota and I gained twenty pounds yeah. when I moved here. And it just, you know, and I was like, oh, it's not as easy to lose weight again if you're over 40. Mm. So uh, I got on the Livia program. Uh, it really worked for me. So that's what I'm going to be talking about Good. with them. And, you know, they really do help because there are so many messages out there. If you open Instagram, there are a million different diet programs. I don't know if you've noticed, oh, but yeah. it's so Usually easy. by a lot of unqualified people. Right. So. It's like this program, that, do this, do that. And it shows like... Like belly shapes and like if you're this, then you do this. And it's like, no, let's just simplify this. They have doctors recommended like they went through the program and developed these programs with with doctors, nutritionists and registered dietitians. So 
this is the place to go. And that is, you know, you hear me talk about it on the air. So I'm going to be talking to them about that. And then they asked me to stay for another segment and ask me what I'm reading, listening, and oh, watching. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about that one time you had to clean up the bathroom at Gordman's. I am not going to do that, but I plan on hopefully making Steve Patterson uncomfortable. Oh, good. Why? Because I want to talk about that I just finished Milf Manor. So this segment, you tell somebody <laughs> what you're, or you tell them what you're watching on TV, what you're listening to, and what you're reading or something, yep, right? It's three that's things. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, and so the watching thing is Milf Manor, which Steve Patterson is <laughs> he doesn't know be what it is all about. He said to me, looked me in the eye with his, that very blank look that he has because he is pretty naive. Like Steve talks a lot and he's funny, but there are things he doesn't know. Okay. And I said, well, I, I'm going to be talking to you about Milf Manor. He goes, oh, I don't know what that is. I go, great. And he's like, what are you doing? Because it's going to make him uncomfortable. Does he know and that's what a always milf fun. Is? No, I'm sure he doesn't. Oh, come on. I don't think he does. He does? He does? I bet he does. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he just pretends not to know. Yeah. But he doesn't Maybe. know the concept of the show. He doesn't okay. know that. Do you want to remind people what the concept of the show is? Because I think most of our audience hasn't watched this oh. other than you two. Okay, Mike and I watched mm-hmm. it, and I don't know if you've finished the season. I haven't quite finished. Okay, that's okay. No spoilers! I'm not spoil anything Thank for you. you. But the concept <laughs> is, it's a dating show. It's on Discovery+, Plus, and uh, you... They, it's a dating show, and it's older women who are attractive or not. Mothers... It's just like when you say the acronym out loud, you're yeah, just I can't, mortified. I can't say it, but yeah. We'll just leave it to your imagination. Google yeah. it. Google it. Yeah. Okay? And then well, actually don't Google it. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely not. Do not Do, Google MILF work. ever. Yeah, because you're going to get a bunch of stuff. But You're going to get a bunch of pop-up it's, ads. It's um, women who are mothers, and they are looking to date younger men. Yeah. So it was like... These 10 moms and they're on like they're in Mexico or something. And then they're like, "Okay, we have the younger men for you. Here they are. And they raise the curtain and every single one of them scanned and were like, and then they saw (laughs) one of the guys is their son. Every single one of them have a son who's over the age of 18. And they are also on the show. Then they're going to date. So the the sons want to date older ladies, the older. Also, did anybody at any point in this show do the math on this? Well, here's the thing. They hired them. You know, they're like they auditioned and, you know, what they were going to do. What they told them initially is like, your son is going to go off and do another dating show. This is just a regular dating show. And so you get, we're going to just save money. It's the same production company. But they didn't know it was yeah, no, together. No, not that math. The math in the sense that you have all of the sons want to date older women. And all of their moms want to date younger men. Maybe they just said, what kind of women would you date? Like, but would what you I'm date saying older women? is, wouldn't Maybe you... they gave them a lot of options. No, but I'm saying, wouldn't somebody want to do the math? Like, what does that say? That's like, let's pick at that. A little bit. Uh-huh. What would lead? Why are they dumb? Is no, that what it is? no, oh. no, no. Why would somebody like? What is there? Some kind of pattern there? Is there some kind of relationship there? Like the same guys who want to date their moms have moms who want to date young guys. Like that's just an interesting overlap. Well, it's interesting to watch because the dynamic between the moms and the sons. Some of them are kind of weird, right, Mike? Yeah. Well, of course is- they're. 
weird. They both want to date They're the exact very good opposite. Friends. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, Most of them have that same relationship. So to Bradley's point, there's some psychology behind that. Okay, why do these people all want to date their yeah. people their same it's age as their It's not a coincidence. And this is point. on the Learning Channel, TLC, so maybe they should dig into that. <laughs> right, yeah. right, let's learn. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and it was a harmless show. Like, there wasn't any nudity. You know, they implied some hookups, but, you know, it it just wasn't it wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. <laughs> what did you want? Say. Nudity and hookups? Well, at some point, <laughs> hookups yes, for sure. Yeah. Yes. I mean, at some there point, no Mike, hookups? I know you've gotten through at least half of it. I've... At some point, are you like somebody sleep with somebody? They're not. They didn't sleep with each other. There's the problem. So, so they roomed like you are rooming with your mom. That was it's a, f- a beautiful resort, well, but no you're in the same room. That was a flaw. So where are you gonna hook yeah. up? Yeah. There should have been two separate houses on the same. Ground, but the moms Isn't that just were like, crazy. The moms were like, "You cannot be around my son." Like they were super overly protective. Also, isn't that like a her, her killer? Like, I mean, you don't want your mom no. anywhere near where you're trying to hook up, and if you no. do, then that's a whole separate show that we're not watching on television. <laughs> no, and some of the moms were way too involved in having an opinion on who their son dated, and yeah. they would go after the other so moms. Maybe what it's you're telling show. me is like sometimes things are too good to be true. Right? Like you were teased into, like, ooh, Milf Manor, I love this twist. I just thought it was so stupid and funny. Killed the vibe. It did kill the vibe for a lot of them. But they still, like, You'd be surprised. Dilf Manor? Is there going to be a Dilf <laughs> Manor? Yeah. No, but that's. I don't know about that one. I don't know if I could watch that. That seems. Mm, I hate to be that way, but it seems what a little way? icky. Okay, I want to pick it back. More icky. Why does that seem icky to you? I don't know. I don't know. Just because I'm a girl. Okay. And I have Tell a dad. Tell me more. And I definitely. But you have a mom. I do have a mom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Does I just, your mom have a son? No. So maybe then it's because you'd feel removed from it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because I don't have a son. I have a daughter. Yeah. So I would never be in the position in MILF Manor to, well, first of all, they probably wouldn't invite me. And second of all, I don't have a son, so yeah. there's no way that I am going to... So you were far enough removed from it. Yeah, yeah, I was, for sure. But not far enough that I haven't dated younger guys. Yeah. So there you so go. So that's what I'm saying, is maybe that's because you more identified with that show, and you wouldn't have identified with, like, the reverse. I would not. And I don't think people would want to watch it, honestly. Well, it's also, FYI, have you met the world? Yeah. Well, what about it? What about the world? Most older men... Are dating younger women. Yeah, it's like a truth. <laughs> well, no, it's just not, maybe it's not as considered as unusual. That's right. And so maybe it's in the unusualness of the show. Right. It's like, I'm not making any involved. judgments. Yeah, I'm just women. saying, let's look at why we think that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting to me. All right. When we come back, by the way, don't forget, watch Dawn today, Twin Cities Live. You're going to be in the three o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. At, Into the four o'clock. When we return, nibble, nom, or nope answer this question with your favorite easter candy we'll do that when we return right here on my talk 1071